Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is May 16th. We're sitting here on an elite Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Double Fries No Slaw. Myself, TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, and making her third appearance. This is, I think, his ties you for the lead with uh, CEO Alford and me. Well, me maybe just twice. Right. So this ties you for the lead with a couple of people. Andy Stables, <laughs> this uh, is your third appearance and quite an elite appearance it is. Coach Jennifer Hyde of FSU Women's Tennis. Richie and I had the pleasure of going out to the women's tennis match today, the Sweet 16 matchup against Texas A&M, and we had a blast. Um, yeah. Coach Hyde and the Knowles ended up moving on, winning 4-2, uh, to two, correct? 4-2, to two, the, the final one didn't finish. 4-2 to two to get to the Elite Eight. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us again this week. Congratulations. Oh, I'm exhausted from There's cheering. I know you're. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know you're exhausted from coaching it and being out there all day. But what a win for the Knowles. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a big one. I mean, they're all big at this point. But yeah, I was pretty exhausted for sure. Um, <laughs> listen, the girls did an unbelievable job. It was such a great environment. And it was nasty. The AM men's team was there, just raising all <laughs> kinds of cane. Um, but our fans were amazing. We had so many people there. Um, and the girls, the girls were just rock solid. It was so gritty. And, and um, yeah, that was a fun one. That, that was tough, boy. I, I tell you, like I said last week, nothing's easy right now and it's not going to be. And uh, that see them step up and, and um, really dig their heels in and, you know, dig their teeth into their matches and, you know, hang with the highs and the lows that, that, that when it wasn't going to come easy, you knew it's not going to come easy. And, you know, and we got a couple deficits there in second sets, but we just kept bringing it. We kept bringing it. And I'm so proud of the girls. It's tough. It's tough what they're doing, but they're doing a heck of a job. And uh, they earned this one, completely outright earned this one. This was a really good Texas A&M team. So I, I'm so proud of the girls and just so so proud of the program. It is so nice when you get that doubles point first and uh, get that in your back pocket to where you basically just have to split, right, on the uh, – on the singles and, and you move on, but yeah, started out, started out well in a lot of the singles matches. And then, like you said, there were some moments where you're like, Oh no, I was telling Richie, it's crazy. I mean, it's just like any other sport, right? Like you can feel so good on so many courts. And then you look up and you're like, Oh, wait a minute. I don't feel as good right now. <laughs> like yeah. things aren't as rosy as they were like two, three minutes ago. And so yeah. there were definitely some tense times. Um, But yeah, absolutely incredible. I don't really even know. You know, my only real experience with tennis, I told you this last week when you were on, it was really tough to follow when you're when you're just kind of seeing one court. It's almost easier to just follow on Twitter because you guys yeah. do a great job of keeping the all of the matches updated. It's really Life hard steps. to follow when it's just one court and you don't really know what's happening everywhere else. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was a lot. It was it was tough at first to follow all six, but man, we were running up and down. Like I was getting a workout just from running up and down, like trying to follow what all six uh, courts were doing. But like you said, a, a great, great job by the girls. Um, I, I asked you this off there, but I'll kind of like have you talk about it real quick and we don't want to keep you super long, but how do you know who to go chat with, who to not chat with? Like you're, you're essentially coaching. It's different than like a football game that has one ball and one play and you know, one thing at a time. And then you get a timeout and then you get a break and you go on to the next play. How do you know who to coach when you got six games going on at the same time? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we're just trying to get steps in, right? No, I mean, they, they, <laughs> they, they, keep, us, they keep us on our toes. I mean, you kind of have to get a feel for the mood. And, you know, 
you, you, like you can in the stands as well as coaches, like you, you can get a sense of some of the momentums. And then you have to pay close attention to that. And also it's kind of a player management thing in the moment as well. And depending upon how things are going on their court and some of the adjustments that they're making or not making that they need to make, it is a dance. It's a dance for three and a half, four hours. You have to stay pretty dialed in. And, you know, all of us as coaches do, I mean, my, my staff is awesome. They're doing such a good job really getting a feel for that and have all season and that's part of the fun, right? I mean, that's, you know, it, it feels a little bit crazy sometimes because you're like, oh, I'm one and I got to get them three and I got to get back to one, you know, whatever. And at the end of the day, you don't got to do anything, right? It's not about the gotta. We talked about that. It's it's more so about getting a feel for it and just trying to be the best that you can be in that moment for those kids in the moment when they may or may not need you. And, you know, I think even one time today, I think I got in the way with one of the kids and I should have, I should have not. And it's, we're imperfect, you know, just like the rest of, you know, the coaching world, you know, and, and, but at the end of the day, it didn't, you know, I, I think those guys win or lose the matches. I think we just try to support them and, and give them little cues here or there. At the end of the day, they're the ones who are executing. They're the ones who are making, making the shots and stepping up and, and, and pushing back and, and battling. And, you know, it, I think sometimes some, we can get in the way more than, than help because you know, they've got it under control so often, but it's fun. It's fun running around. You feel like a headless chicken sometimes, but I mean, that's, that's what we do. And it's what we love. And, and it's great to do it with this group. This group is such a fantastic, responsive, coachable group, but they're, they're so good on their own too. You know, we get that maturity um, with a lot of these guys. And, and like you said, we were talking about Vic, you know, she's just like a, you know, a duck, you know, on top of the water, she's just chill and underneath it, she might be moving, but she's always going to be there. We've got Dini who's got a little more emotion kind of have to manage that too. You've got a little bit of everything. We've got a lot of color. Sorry, my phones keep going off, but it's fun. That running around is good times. And, and, and uh, the good thing is, you know, when you're running around like that, things are happening. It's, it's, you know, you're in the moment and, and, and those guys are creating those moments and they did a, just such a great job of it today. Just so awesome. We really enjoyed Rich and I uh, watching. You just talked about Victoria Allen. She was fantastic. Won both of her single sets six to two. Yep. Um, and really, really dominated. She was um, really, really good. We enjoyed watching on court six. Yeah. Um, Garcia, Andrea Garcia, she was fantastic. She battled, um, yes. nearly lost the first set, um, but held on to win. And then, like you talked about, Dina or Dini, is that how you yeah. said it? Um, Dini, not Dini, yeah, Dini. Yeah, she was, she was the most fun to watch. I mean, up, yeah. down, everything else. She was a ton of fun to watch. And so, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm gonna have like four screens going on Wednesday um, when you guys are playing. That way, I can kind of follow like each different court because it, again, it's yeah. tough to do with just one. But man, we're gonna a... make tennis fans out of you guys yet. Just oh, we're yeah. we're all about it, man. I had a I love blast. Um, had a good time with it, Richie. I know you're gonna go next. Sorry. Yeah. So so I we we talked a little bit off air, but I was impressed with the environment. Like people really get into this and, and this is the sweet 16 and I had a blast. And you mentioned that Texas A&M had their men's team there and we heard them loud and clear. Uh, yeah. You thought it, you thought it was going to be a Florida state home game, but they had that Texas A&M men's team. At one point they were chanting how we got Jimbo just to just st sticking that dagger <laughs> in us that. a little bit. I didn't even hear that. That's yeah. So they, they were chanting that, but I thought it was such a blast. And uh, how's it? What do you guys do from now? Like, like obviously today was an emotional day. Yeah. Great win, and you're getting ready for the Elite Eight against Texas, who was, I believe, playing yeah. Ohio State on the back end of where TJ and I were. 
Um, yep. Just talk about getting ready for Texas because they, they are no joke. They are a very good team as well. Yeah, they're very good. They're very good. I mean, now we, we definitely need a day to recover, a couple days to recover from today. That was – it is really hot, and it's not even as hot as it's going to be. Um, but we'll we'll probably recover. we got to get COVID tests again very early on, on tomorrow morning. The girls don't know. We have to go at like 7 a.m., <laughs> something crazy like that. I just got an email. I'm like, yeah, we win to go to Elite 80. We have to go at 7 a.m. for COVID testing, but okay. <laughs> Um, and then we'll chill. Um, I think a couple of them are probably won't even hit a ball tomorrow. We have a couple that will, um, maybe get some massages, uh, take care of the bodies. The body care right now is, is key. This, this, you know, having been through the marathon of a season, um, and that's good. That's the difference maker, you know, having really good health, which we fortunately do. We're, we're in good health and knock on wood, hopefully it stays that way. And, you know, we've already got videos of stuff of Texas and we've, we've got notes. We've got a lot of stuff we've been doing, kind of preparing. Uh, to get ready for them. They're very good. You know, they lost the finals on the national indoors. We, we beat them last year in the, uh, to get to the elite eight of the, the team indoor championships. So, uh, you know, we have a little bit of familiarity with them, but at the same time, they have a little bit of a different team. Um, they had a really close match with Ohio state today. I think it was four one, but they, it was tight. It was, I think it was going to end up being four three based on the scores. So, um, now honestly, guys, like we got to enjoy this because getting to the eight is, you know, twice in three years. And one of those years is, you know, last year getting canceled. I tell you, it, it's tough. And, and um, you know, we, we need to really appreciate this and enjoy it because it's, it's tough to get here. And, and these guys, these guys have been awesome. I mean, they just continue to fight and, and, you know, it's great to know we're still dancing and our work isn't done yet. Um, and they, 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 Oh, we may have lost coach high for just a sec. Harlan edit this on the, uh, <laughs> On the audio, we'll wait just a second, see if she's able to jump back in. But yeah, Richie, until she does, and Harlan, if she comes back, I'll add her real quick because I'm watching too. But uh, man, the environment was great. And I'll say this since she's not on here real quick, but the, the Texas A&M men's team was there and they were loud. You know, you think about college guys, like just being loud, being a student section for a, a fairly small kind of arena. They had a, we, we got Jimbo chant going on. They kind of had me and Richie like ready to fight. Um so it wasn't as much fun, but yeah, the atmosphere was fantastic. I think we got Coach High back in here. Hey, how's it going? Sorry, guys. My alarm went off and I had like five texts come in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're so totally fine. <laughs> we were uh we were giving the Texas AM men's team a, a hard time for their uh for some of their chants. So um but yeah, so we were we were we were uh I'll say we were kind of upset at the NCAA last week for giving you all the time off. In between matches, now maybe you're not so much complaining about it for how hot it was. You know, take the time to enjoy this one. Take a minute to like breathe yeah. after today's match. Uh, I hate to give the NCAA too much credit, but maybe it wasn't that. so bad that that we had the extra day off. Um, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah, I was gonna say like we're supposed because it's a COVID year. We we would usually have a super a super regional this weekend, right? So we would have hosted. Um, at home again this weekend, but the way the NCAA set it up is that uh, they they moved all the Sweet 16 men and women, uh, the, the 16 top 16 teams to one site instead of having a regional, a super regional, and then final site. They just went from the regional to the final site and skipped. You know, uh, it would it would have been in the Elite Eight from here forward usually. So they made that that adjustment for for the COVID year, I guess. And it's it's actually very nice to have a day built in. Um, Actually, we have we don't play till Wednesday, so we have a couple of days to recover. And, and, and 
I think they got that right when they had initially done the scheduling to have a super regional, like, you know, the other sports like softball and whatnot. And, and they're putting that in play here too, which is fantastic. Will you, uh, not to, uh, not to talk about other programs too much while we talk with you, but last question, will you guys get together and watch the, uh, the uh, soccer game tomorrow night. Well, what's the plan yes. for that? Where can we me and Richie come? Our, where we where can we dinner. come watch you with it? Where can we yeah, come? We, right we, now watch we, that? Have a, we have a really nice dedicated meeting room here that we eat all our meals in and we do all our rollouts and all our, our sessions. And we sat and watched it the other night. We're going to go right back in there again and get, we have some iPads and whatnot. We set it up. We'll watch every second of that game. Just like awesome. we did the other night. Awesome stuff. Nice. Well, we hope to be talking with you again next Sunday night. Best of luck on Wednesday, and let's keep this thing going. But thanks so much for coming on and hanging out. It was quick notice, but we had a blast today. And and uh, best of luck again to you and the and the girls on Wednesday and going forward. It was it was a ton of fun today. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate. It. Thanks for coming. It was awesome having you there. It was a good one. Yeah, we had a blast. Thank Cheers. you so much. Go Noles. All right, y'all. So, Coach Jennifer Hyde of FSU Women's Tennis. Man, Richie, I, again, my wife was giving me a hard time for, you know, leaving her with the two kids. Lindsay was giving you a hard time. Uh, but, man, we we had a, we honestly had a blast out there. Let me turn my light on so I can see what's, uh, what's going on here. But we had a blast, um, you know, at the game, at the match. And like I said, Richie was like, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? And I'm like, oh, I read a bunch of notes on the way here. So I kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> How's the scoring work here, that and the other? So, again, double fries, no saw. We didn't tell you this at the beginning, but brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations, 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Uh, the only place that you're going to get uh, your box, double fries, no saw, and the only podcast where you get coaches that uh, clinch Elite Eight berths and then come on the pod less than two hours later. So uh, appreciate Coach Hyde for, for jumping on and chatting for just a minute. Quick show tonight. We're already a couple minutes in, 15 minutes in after our interview with Coach Hyde. We're going to talk a little bit about football, do it a quick around the horn, and then talk one other thing, some NFL news and notes, and then get out of here. So quick episode tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out. If you're watching this, if you could share it, retweet it, like it, um, tag a friend in it, put it in a group, we would appreciate it. We uh, appreciate hanging out with you guys each and every Sunday night, and so we appreciate the love that you guys give us. And uh, – We'll ask for more of it. It's like that Bernie Sanders meme. I'm once again asking for your love. Uh, Richie, Florida State football has some news going on. A transfer. Talk to us about it. Yeah. Th- shout out to Coach Hyde, by the way. That, that was awesome. You know, uh, I did not know what to expect going to a Sweet 16 women's tennis match. And I actually had a blast. And, and my wife, Lindsay, did as well. TJ, obviously, you had a good time, too. Um, I, I had more than a few white claws, which I was surprised they sold at the venue. No laws with Richie. Pre- pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, big news. So last week we had Josh Newberg of Knowles 24-7, and uh, we had asked him about He said, hey, you know, Notre Dame just had an offensive lineman enter the transfer portal, Dylan Gibbons. Um, any chance we can get him? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, we're interested, but I don't know if he's interested in us. Um, lo and behold, he's now a part of this Florida State roster. I, I think that's huge for this offensive line because – People are, are getting upset, like, oh, he was a backup at Notre Dame. Like, yeah, but Notre Dame has one of the best offensive lines in the country every year the past four or five years. So getting someone like him to come in, even if it's just from a depth standpoint, it's a huge deal. Um, and that offensive line is going to dictate whether this team gets five, six, seven wins. You know, I, I hesitate to go more 
beyond that, but what were your thoughts when you saw Dylan Gibbons? Uh, I think it's a huge pickup for Florida State. Yeah, I mean, at a position of need, we've talked about this. The the two position groups that we're most worried about is quarterback, hoping that Milton can come back stronger, that Travis is 100%, and whoever is at that QB position is the best for the role. A lot of people thinking that's going to be Milton, but whoever it is, just at 100% and feeling comfortable in the offense, and that, that there then that there would be time for them to do anything, right? So that the offense yeah. that the offensive line would um, be able to give him two, three seconds to get a ball off, or make the decision to run, or get down, or not hit. Um, the worst position group, and there are some on defense too that we could call out, but the worst position group that FSU's had over the last five years, without a doubt, really every year since 2013. It's been pretty shaky. He had absolutely elite talents like Jameis and Dalvin that kind of minimized how bad it looked at times. But, yeah, offensive line help and an offensive lineman from Notre Dame that was very highly sought after. Um, Norvell, Stuffs, Mullen, and a few other coaches in a locker. Yeah. And, and, we're all so, and we're all super excited to, uh, to have him join FSU. And, again, the, the guys that we've talked about, we've talked about a bunch of transfers. We've obviously talked about Milton a ton. We've talked about guys on the defensive side of the ball, Johnson, and now this offensive line trick, guys like what Norvell's selling, right? And, and whether that be a recruit or a transfer, it's got to come to fruition on the field. We talked about new that with Newberg a little bit last week. If you haven't checked that interview out, go to our Periscope. Uh, it's all on Twitter now, but go to Twitter, go to iTunes, Facebook. It's all there uh, for you to check out those old episodes. But go check out last week's interview with Newberg. Uh, it's got to translate on the field, but, um, you know, excited for uh, – excited that guys like what Norvell's selling, you know? And, and like that uh, they're willing to stake their claim to fame on on being part of Norvell's program and system. So super excited about the transfer uh, that, that Richie mentioned for sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, both uh, Mackenzie Melton and Andrew Parchment, who is the receiver transfer from Kansas, uh, they met with the Florida State media this week. And Mackenzie Milton had something to say, you know, and I joked to, you know, obviously you do the bourbon on a budget uh, podcast with Sinone, but Mackenzie Milton said, this is the top to bottom, the best coaching staff I've ever been around. Um, and I joked like, yeah, you know, he was with the national title coaching staff at UCF, but the, the fact that he's giving such high praise and then Andrew Parchment, I thought, gave a phenomenal interview. I don't know if you heard any of it. Um, the, again, the Kansas receiver, I, I think he's going to be our wide receiver one. Uh, he's just very impressed with McKenzie Milton. He, he gave love to Jordan Travis as well, but just a lot of good things. We talk a lot about culture and, uh, you know, we don't want to oversell it because we don't know what this will look like when we play Notre Dame in, in a few months here, but just seeing the, these transfers, you, you mentioned Jermaine Johnson, McKenzie Milton, Andrew Parchment, they're all seem to be buying in. And this roster is pretty well flipped. I'm pretty excited to see what could be from this team, man. I, I think these, you know, Mike Norvell made a concentrated effort to go through the portal this year. He said, I'm going to sign very few high school kids. I'm going to go to the portal because we want to be competitive this year. And it, it seems like it's coming together. Yeah. Um, we said that that was the case on signing day. Um, and we were saying it with bated breath. I'm trying to think of the way to say this. We were saying it with bated breath, hoping that we'd be right, right? Hoping yeah. that the things that happened in the transfer portal would be, um, would kind of come to fruition, right? And so far, I mean, it has to depend on the field. I get that. That's what matters. And talking about it in May doesn't really matter. Um, 
but so far it looks pretty good. Like his plan to to do that looks good. When you bring in a guy like Milton, when you bring in Jermaine Johnson, when you bring in offensive line transfer, it just looks like it's everything that he said would happen. That Notre Dame game is going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be huge. Notre Dame, we were able to hold Notre Dame and be competitive last year. I don't know that we ever really had a chance to win. I will say, I want to say we were driving down either down eight or 10 in like the third quarter. And then like we end up throwing a pick and we end up covering that spread. But like, I don't ever know that we had a realistic chance to win, but we were kind of in that game last year, right? Some fluky things happened first half to kind of keep us relevant. We covered the spread. Here's what I'll ask you, Richie. This is so, uh, you're not going to take this. I might, I might have to get Harlan in here based on Richie's answer, but I'll let you know in a minute, Harlan. If I offered you a seven-point loss to Notre Dame right now, would you take it? Yes. Oh wow! I thought for sure you the homer. No. If I asked that, if I asked that the week of the game, there's no way Richie's taking it. But well, I'm telling you right it, now, it, I appreciate your honesty. So I'll say this: it, it would depend how it looks. Like if we're down 14 with uh, 30 seconds left and we get a you know garbage time touchdown, that's one thing. Even 14 but, though, like that's. Uh, but, but again, <laughs> if if we're down seven with the ball driving in, uh, you know, we turn the ball over in the red zone. That would suck, but at the same time, like that's progress. Like I'm all in yeah. on that point. Uh, I yeah, anything under ten points. Um, and I I told myself, and I, I'm sure I'll go back on this, but I'm not betting on Florida State until at least four or five games into the season this year, just because I have no idea what to think. Like, what could this team be? But yeah, if this team can keep it within ten of Notre Dame, I take that as a positive. Obviously. You got to win the next week, which you would, because I, I think it's Jacksonville State, whoever it may be. But the Wake Forest game is the big one, right? Beat Wake Forest. That's that's the game that could be the turning point of the season, one way or the other. But yeah, if you told me we we're going to only lose to Notre Dame by seven, I, I would take it at this point. And I still think that's a game we can win. I really do. I think so too. I think we've talked about the fact that the schedule lines up with certain games that are going to be, you know, almost sure losses. Um, somebody in the comments saying that we'll lose to 21 by 21 in our name. I don't think we lost by that many last year and we were worse. So, um, <laughs> or it was at least close. So I lost um, by 16. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, eh, you know, get, find a new, uh, chat. So anyway, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, like Clemson and Florida look like games that will be almost certainly losses. You know, Miami, North Carolina, Notre Dame look like probable losses to me, but games that we could potentially upset and win. Then you've got your sure wins like Jacksonville State, teams like that, and then your toss-ups like Wake Forest, Boston College, um, teams like that, North Carolina State. So anyway, yeah, I think that Wake one is huge because if you lose Notre Dame, find a way to beat Wake Forest in week three, and then you're you're three and one. Um, yeah, I, I mean – so let's not break down the schedule too much. But, yeah, we've talked about that Wake Forest game is absolutely massive. So, all right, I alluded to this. We'll talk uh, some FSU sports, and then we will uh, we'll go to some NFL news. Uh, Harlan, get in here real quick. Um, get in here with your uh, Comcast internet that you've got <laughs> and uh, talk to us about FSU baseball. What, what happened this week? Yeah, so I hope the audio comes through clear because the video is kind of scratchy. But um, so FSU took two out of three from Clemson this weekend. They took game one on Friday, lost yesterday, and then took game three today. Um, it actually relied on another pitcher, Davis Hare, bases loaded to uh, get the winning run across in the eighth. 
So this was huge, one, because a lot of people out there probably don't know how the ACC tournament works, but it's very weird. It's actually a pod of three teams, and four teams get a one seed, and it's a round-robin tournament. So if you go one-and-one, every single team in your pod goes one-and-one, the top seed moves on to the four playoffs. So for Florida State to get a top seed in the ACC tournament, they have to win the series next weekend. They had to win the series this weekend. So they got one out of two out of the way. They have to beat NC State next weekend two out of three. They do not. They will not get a top uh, four seed in the ACC tournament. And which means they, they'd have to go 2-0, and oh, correct? Yeah, which in means the they, would have to go, they would have to win both games the ACC tournament. So they really need to win the series next weekend at NC State, which would not only get them a top seed in the ACC tournament, it would um, – also help their RPI, which their RPI is the thing that's hurting them right now. Their ranking, their strength of schedule, nothing's hurting other than their RPI. So a road win would be huge for an NC State team, which I believe their RPI is around 28. But the good news for Florida State is the last two weekends, their Golden Spikes Award winner catcher has played great on defense, but Matt Nelson has not hit a home run in the last two weeks and has really – other than a base hit or two there and a few walks, they've still produced without him, which is a really good sign. Uh, Lacey this weekend, the third baseman, was amazing. Outstanding on Friday, outstanding on Saturday, and really good today. So the more that lineup keeps producing, um, it's really going to help them if they just don't rely on a few players. So, And I, one more thing to add, their, um, their ace, Messick, did not throw Friday with a back issue, but he did throw today. He let uh, – Three earned runs across in the first inning, one unearned, but he came back 10 Ks. So we want him to get really healthy for next weekend. Uh, but big weekend next weekend. Y'all tune in for NC State. They really need to win that series. I was talking with Richie about it while we were at the tennis match. Baseball went down big early, came back, took the lead. Clemson took the lead again, like 6-5 or something. And then Florida State ended up um, – coming back, you know, another comeback, came back again. And so you like the resiliency. You like to see the team battle back so many times in sports when you when you fought all the way back and then that team comes back and to take a lead on you. Um, you just see kind of team teams hang their head. Didn't happen today with the uh, Knowles. Ended up winning the series against Clemson. And like I said, it'd be really, really big. Uh, I don't know if Hunter's in here watching this or not. He usually is blowing up the comments <laughs> when he is. So I, I'm assuming he's not. But uh, hopefully we beat Hunter's uh, NC State Wolfpack and – exercise a little uh, revenge for – so that I'm still upset about that block point after touchdown they had – or that blocked uh, field goal they had against Liberty this year. So beat <laughs> NC State. I'm, I'm all about that. Um, good stuff, Harlan. Uh, y'all check out – Harlan will probably – I don't know what you're doing tonight, Harlan. Probably have a baseball recap of everything he just said on a uh, on an article that comes out. We started a website last week, doublefriesnoslaw.com. There's a spot at the top you can hit news on the Knowles and get updates on things like that. Baseball, softball. Um, we've got a big soccer match we're going to talk about here in just a moment that goes off tomorrow. Women's tennis, football, of course. Uh, we welcomed a couple of new writers to that. Um, we, we haven't made this announcement official on the timeline yet, but uh, added a couple of new writers. If you're listening to this, Michael Settle and Dustin Franklin. If you're not, we'll announce it on the timeline tomorrow whenever Brian gets the edit out, but we're uh, blaming Brian for that one. Uh, but uh, thanks so much, Harlan. You guys check out his article that will come out tonight or in the morning on FSU baseball's win and what they need to do uh, so that they can get that number one seed in the ACC tournament against NC State. Thanks, Harlan.
Yep. Uh, some other FSU sports news and notes. We've got a national championship uh, tomorrow night, Richie. Are you going to tune in and watch these FSU women's soccer um, win it all ne- uh, next week? I said tomorrow. I mean, it, it's well before my bedtime. You know, I, I go to bed early. 5.30 so p.m. I, national I, championship. This I, I has can, to be like the best day of your life. <laughs> I can do a 5.30. Well, it's funny. Like, I'm typically up by like 4 or 5 in the morning. <laughs> so I'm in bed by 9. But the 5.30 uh, kickoff, I, I'm excited. I will absolutely be watching it. Uh, you know, th- that program, uh, what Coach um, Kikorian has done with that program is phenomenal. You know, he's already got a national title. Uh, does he have two or is it one ounce? So, two. We won it yeah, yeah, so he has two. Yeah. yeah, so he's already got two national titles. Like he, he always he's up there with Bobby. He's up there with Bobby. He's got yeah. two national titles. Like uh, just an elite program. And for you know, Florida State soccer, the ACC is, is a really good soccer conference. And Florida State just said, you know what, we're just gonna take over this conference and, and just do our thing. Like, you know, we took out Virginia, took out Duke. They both tried the same thing. We're like, oh, we'll just you know, hold the ball and go to PK. So, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow, but I'm super excited for this uh, match at five 30 tomorrow evening. Yeah. I was, uh, I asked Richie if he could do something on Friday night, we were doing something with some of the guys on the pod and he's like, ah, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I'm not sure on a Friday night. And I'm like, what are you doing going out or whatever? And he's like, ah, you know, I usually make it to like midnight on Friday night. So I messaged him like seven 30, eight o'clock on Friday and the dude's already asleep. So He'll be excited for the five thirty matchup. Now, the U like you talked about. Well, the 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 Duke game they totally did play that keep away. Virginia did play a little bit more aggressively. I, I yeah. thought they were the better team for the first half. Second half we definitely played better, um, but it did end up going to penalty kicks. Um, and Florida State's talent won out there. Penalty kicks we won in in three rounds. Won at three zero, and so excited to see them go up against Santa Clara. Santa Clara upset North Carolina, so they're a dangerous yeah. team for sure. But the number one overall seeded Florida State Seminoles will take on number 11 seeded Santa Clara tomorrow, 530 ESPN2. Um, softball's announcement will come out tonight. I still expect them to host a little bit of a tough loss for them against Duke in the semifinal of the ACC tournament. Snaps a streak of six straight ACC championships for Florida State softball. But we talked to Coach Alameda about this. When they lose, when they lost a game in 2018, um, uh, it was good news for them after that. So I'm hoping that they can carry some positive um, momentum into the regional that, again, I expect them to host. And uh, those announcements will be made at 9 p.m. tonight. So if you're listening to this on Monday morning or anytime throughout the week, those announcements have already happened. And I assume, again, that Florida State will host a regional. It would be pretty shocking if they didn't. Um, uh, golf gets underway this week in their regional and stuff. Um Judge Juno in here commenting. I I gave you gave you a hard time. Appreciate you hanging out while we do the show. Sorry for giving you a, a hard time, uh, but I appreciate you listening to Bourbon on a Budget. I've, uh, I'm excited for this podcast to be over so I can go break into some. So, uh, but go Knowles, even though you're not an FSU fan. Uh, golf gets underway with some of their matchups this week. Uh, we talked about baseball plays NC State and, and shout out uh, John Pock, man, the ACC Player of the Year again. Just yep. that the guy's a machine, and uh, this is terrible, but I don't know her name, but Florida State actually had a woman's golfer named the ACC Player of the Year as well, so just doing everything from a golf standpoint at this university. Uh, really excited to see John Pack and um, what that team has to do in the tournament. 
Yeah, since you didn't remember the name, I will look it up for you just because I'm a nice guy. Beatrice Wallen um, was the name on that. So last thing I want to mention before we move on to some NFL news and notes, shout out FSU, both men's and women's track and field teams for winning the ACC championship. Florida State's men won it outright. Women was a co-champion but won the ACC championship in both men's and women's track and field. They will move on and their seasons will continue. But shout out to those programs. Phenomenal job picking that up this weekend. We wish you the very best of luck as your season continues to go on. Go Knowles there. A bunch of exciting stuff with FSU. Uh, before we go, shout out Kelvin Benjamin, who is making a return Kelvin to – yeah, we're making a. Re- I think his body kind of fits that. I mean, he's massive. He's a matchup nightmare. Uh, rest in peace, Chris Davis. Um, he didn't really die. I mean, just kind of killed his career when Kelvin went up over him uh, on the uh, national championship game-winning touchdown. But uh, shout out Kelvin Benjamin. I actually not to flex too hard. I shot him a text today. Maybe we can get him on soon. Uh, just telling him congratulations. And so um, good stuff for K- KB uh, signing a deal with the Giants. Um, much better than that other guy that signed a deal uh, for tight end with the uh, with the Jags. That's that's pathetic. Yeah. Uh, Richie, any uh, any thoughts on KB or that other loser uh, that signed a deal uh, in Jacksonville? I'm happy for Kelvin. You know, he when he came to Florida State as a true freshman, you know, he he had to redshirt because he couldn't get his body, you know, in the right shape that he needed to be, and uh, you know that that's kind of been a struggle for him. But such a nice guy, like just a good dude, and just the fact that you know he him and cam newton had a really nice connection in carolina that one year i'm really excited for him to get a chance he's by far the best uh pass catcher on the giants now after they uh drafted that bump from florida in the first round so uh, i'm really excited for kb um i i'm not even going to talk about tebow he's not going to make the roster if he does it's irrelevant i i don't know what's going on there i think urban meyer (laughs) He's got to be careful, man. He he's getting in. I think he might get be getting in front of his skis a little too closely right now because these are professionals. They want to know exactly what's going on. They they just want to win. When you bring in someone like Tebow, I don't know, man. Yeah, like I saw the one target he had is in a career with the Jets when the ball just hits off his face mask. That's not going to work out. What are you doing, Urban? Uh, do you feel like it's just a publicity? We, we're we're wrapping up, but let's let's while we're crapping on him, we will. Um, he crapped on our team for four straight seasons, so yeah. we, let's we we deserve this moment. Uh, it's it's completely a publicity stunt, right? Like that's the but it's just such a weird publicity stunt. The news of it dropped on the day of the draft, right? Biggest day in Jags history. You're drafting Trevor Lawrence, who's the best pro po- prospect since since Jameis, but then even a bigger pro prospect. Since you luck, probably, yeah. Yeah, right. like even a bigger prospect than Jameis was, and, and maybe even bigger than Luck was there. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's close, right? So, I, you know, maybe the biggest QB prospect ever, and the news of this drops, right, gets leaked that Tebow – what a publicity stunt, you know? Like, I, And I just don't understand a guy that's been out of the league 10 years – uh, wasn't good and has now failed out of two leagues, right? Failed out of the NFL, failed out of the MLB. Um, never made the show, but like failed out of minor league baseball. Uh, and now is 
trying it again and taking a roster spot from a potential rookie or somebody that could actually have a chance. I mean, he's not going to make this roster, right? I, I, you know, I don't, I mean, or does Urban just give him a spot because you don't use your 53 guys anyway? Does Urban just give him a spot on the roster? How many people are throwing to their third tight end ever? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He, and he has no competition right now, right? Like, uh, I, I, does Jacksonville have another tight end on the roster? I think had, is a Mercedes Lewis. Uh, he's going up against like a 40 year old guy to, for that last spot. Uh, I just don't get it. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I, I get why, you know, Tebow being from, uh, he's from that area from uh, just South of Jacksonville in the St. Augustine Pancho Verde area. But at the same time, why, why do that? Like you have Trevor Lawrence, you got Travis Etienne, you got a lot of excitement. Why bring this extra distraction around? But in the, you know, all the Jags fans I know, even like Jags fans that went to UF, they don't like the move. They're like, what are we doing here? Yeah, my guy Darren that does chill takes on the Big Three Roll Up Network, shout out the Big Three Roll Up, obviously. He's not a big fan of it. Uh, he's talked about the fact that Tebow should have done this 10 years ago, and then he'd probably still be in the NFL. Um, you know, but I don't know. There's no way a guy no way a guy out of the league 10 years is gonna come in here and and make any kind of impact, any kind of difference. It just seems like a weird publicity stunt, right? People say, oh, he's going to sell tickets. Oh, he's going to sell jerseys. Well, first of all, he's not going to if he doesn't make the roster. And even if he does, you're not selling tickets to see a third-string tight end no. play ever. Uh, you know, he's not going to get legitimate snaps. He's not going to get meaningful snaps ever. And so it's just kind of weird to me that that's your play. You know, you, you, you sold more tickets when you hired Urban Meyer and you sold more tickets when you drafted Trevor Lawrence. You don't need a sideshow freak to get in here and sell you more tickets because he's a third string tight end. I don't understand how that's relevant at all. And people, as somebody who is faith-based, say, oh, well, the faith-based uh, jersey sales are going to be up. People that are Christians are going to buy. No, I'm not buying. You know, people are not. That's not how it works. You know, I mean, like literally in Christianity, it says like, don't make any like false idols. Here. So like, I, you know, I don't, it's just stupid to me that they think that Tebow going to the Jags is doing anything. I do have a question for you, Richie. What number will be higher this year? Jameis Winston turnovers or Tim Tebow plays on the field? I don't think Tebow makes the roster. So I'll, okay. I'll, I'll say Jameis turnovers. And, and I actually think Jameis is going to have a really good year. I'm excited to watch. Yeah. That yeah. That's game. not like a, that's not like a Jameis yeah. slam. Like I'm obviously yeah. the Jameis guy, but like, I just yeah. didn't know, like if he get, you know, does Tebow get 15 plays and Jameis has like 10 interceptions, 20 interceptions, yeah. you know, like I, I I'd be surprised if Tebow made the roster, but again, at the same time, they don't have another tight end right now that you could say, yeah, that's our tight end. So it, right. It's just wild that even that we're even having this conversation, but yeah, I, I'd say Jameis turnovers not because I think he has a bad year, but I I just can't fathom seeing Tebow. And we say this in week one, watch him catch like two touchdowns in the red zone, and and yeah. <laughs> everything just goes to hell from there. I I don't even know. Um, yeah, it's a complete clown show. It's. It's why the Jags are the Jags, right? You've got all this excitement about around Urban Meyer and around uh, Trevor Lawrence and building for the future, and you are a clown show. You know, as much as I've ripped on the Bucks for the last year, right? You don't see the Bucks doing this, right? You don't see – I mean, even the Cowboys who always want to be in, like, the media and everything. You don't see Jerry Jones doing this. You don't – this is why the Jags are the Jags.
it's an absolute clown show. And uh, yeah, there's no way he makes the roster. And if he does, I'm excited for the videos that we're going to see on Twitter. I mean, nobody watches Jags games, so it's not like we'll see them live. But when the videos get shared on Twitter, I'm excited to see it. I, so. I do love that. <laughs> you know, we had the NFL schedule release this week. I love that the Jags and Dolphins are going to play in London when they're <laughs> just a few hours down the road from each other. That's the NFL for you, you know. So, um, I mean, but nobody goes to either one of those games. So, I mean, wow. I guess it makes sense. At least you'll sell out a stadium in, in London when you do that. Um I think that's about all we have tonight. Richie, any shout outs before we get out of here? Nah, just real quick. Uh, shout out Sadar Calhoun, man. I, I was a big fan of this guy. He announced today he's transferring to Texas Tech, so wish him nothing but the best. Um, I just don't think it was a good fit at Florida State, but super likable guy. Wish him nothing but the best again. And then my last shout out, um, Wednesday morning, y'all tune in. The uh, Par 4 podcast. Uh, oh, Yeah. Yes, sir. We are uh, really excited. The Big Three Roll-Up Network is expanding big time. We we got a horror movie review podcast. We have chill takes. We have a bourbon review. So we don't have a golf podcast. I'm really excited. Uh, me, Jackson Rambert, Anthony Karpinski from uh, Storm Surge, and then um, Cam, uh, who's produces over at Stadium Gale. He's going to produce ours as well. Uh, so please, y- y'all, subscribe, tune in. I'm really excited for our dropping our par four golf golf podcast starting this week. Yeah. Super excited. Excited to see that a uh, couple comments and then we'll get out of here. T dog 81 talked about a basketball player from his uh, college, went to the NFL played for the Colts number 81. I do think that, uh, you know, the big difference is that Tebow has been out of the game, speed of the game, training of the game for 10 years. I think that's the biggest difference. If Tebow would have made this switch back in 2010, I think he probably could have been pretty successful with it. Didn't want to. Uh, Baker making me laugh, my buddy. Uh, I'll never forget that Tebow crying on the sideline. We appreciate that. I uh, I tweet out a, a picture very, very often of uh, an Alabama A with a Seminole spear that completes the A uh, because we appreciate you guys ending their season more times than not uh, in Atlanta. So uh, roll tribe on that one. Uh, I don't know that I have any shout outs. Shout out my wife for letting me do another podcast. And, uh, and uh, hang out with you bums every Sunday night. So uh, appreciate her. Shout out to Coach Hyde and FSU women's soccer shot or uh, women's tennis. Shout out FSU women's soccer who plays tomorrow night um, for the national championship. Let's get another national championship under our belt. Let's be Santa Clara. And uh, and last shout out. If you're not already, you ought to go to uh, boosters.fsu.edu and sign up. I saw they were at seventy six percent this week. I messaged them this week. We may have some stuff going on with them coming up soon. Wish them the absolute best. And if you're an FSU fan and you're not supporting them, I don't know what you're waiting for. Let's get this thing back on track. Sign up for the One Tribe campaign for as little as $5 a month. We appreciate all that they do. And uh, other than that, Richie, I don't have anything. Harlan, I don't have anything. We will talk to you guys next Sunday night. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. And I'll, I'll, I'll even give you the song for tonight. Oh, forgot about that. Yeah, go with the and song. I'm, you got, y'all are going to hate me if I jinx this, but I'm feeling good about tomorrow. Give me Drake big rings because we're, oh we're going to get some gosh, really big rings. That's that's, that's that's a jinx, God. If you if we lose this game, <laughs> I swear to everything holy, we're going to lose in penalties. I can tell. Thanks to Richie, I'm I'm texting Coach Mark right now and telling him. So, all right, play us out, Harlan. We'll see you guys next week. I know we just signed the deal, but I need my advance on the next one too. They know I'm going to be around. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. I need it. Metro Boomin' want some more. Cause I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team. I got a really big team. They need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team, man. What a time to be alive. You and yours versus me and mine. Are we talking teams? Are we talking teams? Are you switching sides? Wanna come with me? Look at the smile on me. Look at the aisle on me. I do not chase girls, but they run a mile for me. Say she gon' ride for me. I buy the ties for you. This game is different. You only get one shot when niggas go file on you. Man, fuck them all. Man, we want it all. Don't get too involved. We gon' knock it off. In the top of it all, I'm with all the dogs. It's a new season, and we still breathing. And I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team. I got a really big team. They need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team. Man, what a time to be alive. But break a lead. They thought I'd die. I run with kidnappers. I'm talking about kidnappers. I'm talking about murdering niggas. I'm talking about carjackers. You just about a rapper. I'm an official traveler. Niggas be driving subliminal, nigga. They did some jibber jabber. We take a melody, y'all, and then we fill it with red forever, ever. These niggas so jealous, jealous. Many niggas get scared, they tell it, tell it. I fuck a check up on everything. I bought some ice when the fans came. I bought that big new Celine. I got rings, I got rings like Serena. All of my rings, I can feel them. My bitch, I can feel them. Pluto and Jupiter, I go to Venus. My fresh out this door, but I'm not out the cleaners. Who keep the scope? Cause these niggas they Cause lose. I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team. I got a really big team. They need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team, man. What a time.